0: I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Mark Sean Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about
1: that action, right? Like-, like
0: on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy
1: fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is
0: not one hitter
1: on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now, and we'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't eat that dugout. We got Bo and Joe coming up next. On the farm system, right here, right now, fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to another episode of the Farm Unfiltered. Oh, listen, Joey, hair smarter with the with those yes. with those those glasses, baby. What do you think? I'm I like you, I think you look about ten years smarter. It's smarter, smarter, <laughs> you're smarter. I'm what serious. What does that look like? Look, I don't even know what that means. I don't even mistaken, know. I don't know. Listen, I don't know God's intention behind things, but I just think that you look smarter. Smarter.
0: I actually wear them because the blue light, it kind of reflects it.
1: Oh, I yeah. Can't see, I see my it. eyes as much.
0: See it? My, yeah. It makes my eyes look prettier. That's what the wife says. So, yeah. You got to make the people happy.
1: Hold on. Hold on, real quick. I got to. Bane's over here trying to drink three oh, gallons Bain. of water. I got to tell him to lay down. <laughs> Bane, come on. Come on. That's enough water today. Okay. Lay down. Leave some for some other people. Okay. Lay down lay down okay there we go if you guys don't know bane bane is bane is the pup so the pup
0: the 110 pound pup
1: yeah he's just a pup he's just a little puppy that drinks about 10 gallons of water a day
0: (laughs) um what what are we talking about today joe
1: well um as we're kind of just starting to get into um off air one of the things that uh that has been inspiring me lately i i've mentioned it a couple times you know I'll, i'll talk about like people will talk about like um uncertainty with direction and like a diagnosis when it comes to like doctors and it comes to, um, uh, not doctors realistically right now on our side of things, um, I connected it with doctors, but more so on the baseball side of things within, you know, player development and people trying to diagnose what is wrong. Right uh, with, uh, an athlete or how they're moving or the results or et cetera, et cetera. Um, yep. And then I started relating that over to doctors and their expertise. And then also too, almost to, we can go this direction as well of like a mechanic for a car. Right. Um, right. except for the only thing I don't like about the mechanic for the car example, um, when we go this direction is mechanic. I feel like mechanical things are much simpler than the human right. body, which is why I like the daughter, uh, the doctor analogy much more. Um, but what led this to me is again, I started watching, um, again, um, uh, the show house, um, a little bit of gray's anatomy, uh, too, as well. Someone's probably laughing gray's anatomy, but no, there's actually, (laughs) again, um, I like to pull things from outside the sport and pull it in. And it's given me a lot of perspective. And I feel like that's how God also like talks to me and like, gives me, you know, like I, I pull it from, I, I constantly do that with like different sports and all that stuff that I pull it from outside and pull in. And, uh, so what I wanted to kind of talk through is again, when doctors are going through these diagnostics, right. And figuring out what's wrong, especially in these highly complex, um, you know, things like, again, when you watch the show house, there is some, you know, obviously he's a specialty doctor, right. Um, specialty and
0: there's things that haven't really been seen before. Yeah. So he's, he's relying on his specialties and coming up with a hypothesis, which I think you're getting at is Mm -hmm. the level of. Um, training and experience but at the end of the day we're still educated guessing
1: yes
0: (laughs) I'd like to say and and I think that's why the mechanic thing and this is the argument we always used to have with science and like psychology there is psychology there is a science to it but at the end of the day all we're really doing is educated guessing right yeah now the mechanic is a little bit easier to diagnose because there's specific parts that go in specific places but at the end of the day, all we're really relying on is how trained we are and how well we can forecast and predict and guess is how I really like to describe it. And yeah. I know that scares people, but um, I think that's kind of the route you're going with that, right?
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I've gone on Twitter uh, quite a few times and I don't I don't like the word guess, yep. um, even educated guessing. Um, because it has not because of what it actually means i, I right. i'm i'm in on that mm-hmm. i'm out on society's the way people perceive perspective it right. or how someone perceives that sure. and then how someone then takes that and goes well we're all just educated guessing and i'm like yeah right. but that's like surface level like you know what i'm saying like i how people like how you and i view that is much different than how um you know, somebody would view that in the sense of like, that's more of a novice getting into um, getting into these things, you know? And so I think that that is a big, uh, you know, separator uh, for me necessarily. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Especially which we've talked about. It's funny how these all tie in together, but we recently talked about the, the social media and I just watched the social dilemma. So my mind's kind of in this space too, that there's a lot of people that claim to be educated guessers now. yes (laughs) and that's why i really don't like that term um and especially people with the ability to watch these shows like netflix or or not netflix like um house or i just watched one a psychological one it's called evil and they do the same thing but it's for psychology and people that need like exorcisms right yeah and we're breeding these people that think that hey i researched this for one year so now i can be an educated guesser and now all of a sudden we're surrounded by experts Experts mm-hmm. that don't have the competence and experts that are influencing people around us in reality, I don't do you even have the training to be at the table? yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so it's kind of a tough balance. I don't know what you think on that or I mean house is obviously I mean, it's a show, but mm-hmm. he's still one of the best in the world so where do you think that balance is i mean where where is it that like now I have enough experience or education to be considered an expert like when does
1: that happen i i think that that's again there was a couple uh quotes literally from the first episode that i Mm -hmm. i pulled that i thought were Mm -hmm. again great that that inspired these thoughts for me right um and i this is so he's talking with cuddy which is his boss like she runs Mm -hmm. uh the whole hospital right and so they're talking about this uh, he's trying to run tests and he's trying to start basically um a uh what do they call it a uh like a unit? prescribing medicine right uh-huh. so um and and she cuts him off so she's like uh you don't prescribe medicine based on guesses at least we don't uh and um and then he's like you're comparing he's he, they're going back and forth about like, comparing him to a nazi um but he's like i have a legitimate theory and i think that's the difference right guesses right. or theories Right. Based on his experiential knowledge. Right. About what's wrong with her. And then she's like with no proof. And he's like, there's never any proof. Five different doctors come up with five different diagnoses based on the same evidence. Right. And that's what that's what hit me with like hitting. Right. Or, you know, really coaching period is that you have five different hitting coaches or five different pitching coaches or whatever. And they may come up with five different reasons why they think what, what's going on, what's, what's going right. on. And they all are basing it off the same evidence, right? That they're saying that they, again, what they're seeing, the data, whatever they have access to, and then they're making a diagnosis based on that, right? Right. Um, and then she's For like, sure. how, how is it that you always assume that you're right? And then how said <laughs> I don't, I just find it ha- hard to operate on the opposite assumption. And why are you uh, so afraid of making a mistake, right? Um, and then, um,
0: <laughs> okay. Why are you so afraid? That That's a pretty big statement too, considering he's the
1: medical field. Exactly. And he then that's what she, that's what she responded back with. Well, it's because I'm a doctor. Like, you know, again, right. she doesn't, you know. But again, what I'm learning, again, more so of, him going back and forth. And some of these interactions that I was pulling from with these discussions is that house more values speed. And he wants to know if he's right or wrong fast, because that's how he saves their lives. That's his strategy to save people's lives is I have a theory. Let's test it. If I'm wrong, then we know that it's something else. If it's right, then good. Okay. Then I, you know, help them. Right. And, and obviously he's controlling the risk of, okay, what can we do without obviously killing them? Cause the whole goal is to keep them alive. But at the same time, sometimes I have to risk cert like being wrong for speed right. so that I can the bigger picture that I can save their lives. Right. Right. And so I think that that was a very important, you know, uh thing that we're kind of diving into is again, that, that kind of process of what we're getting into and and what's the, you know, you know, basically right. his mindset when he's going into some of these things. Right. So right. I think that that's like, again, this started led me leading me down this path, um, of really looking at this, like if we were doctors, cause that's what you are. Again, I, at this level, I consider, uh, um, and people might think this crazy, but again, mindset in my head, like I'm a doctor, mm, right? Like I'm a doctor, right. I'm an expert in my field. Right. No cockiness intended. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm an expert in my field. This is what I do for a living day in day out all day long. Right. Mm -hmm. Is study human movement. Right. And how hitters are moving and how to solve their issues so that they can do these things. Right. I'm an expert in my field now, just like that. Right. Is we're combining a bunch of different things, just like doctors are right. They're combining, uh, human anatomy, right? Different, all these different sciences. They're combining all of these years of study, right? All their experiential knowledge. And they're combining all of this to make a diagnosis on right. what may be the cause of an issue that someone is having. Now, with that yeah. being said, do they know for sure? No, I mean, they, they run tests, they have data, they have their, your blood work comes back, right? They run all these things to give them indications, right? right? But the goal is to keep, the patient alive to get them healthy it doesn't matter if their blood count numbers are good right but they're dying right it's not just one thing we don't focus on one data point and say but but their the blood count their 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 white blood counts up okay but they're dying right we got to keep the big picture in mind their evs are up but they can't hit (laughs) you know right so it's not it's not focusing on one metric right and isolating into that same way right we got to be as doctors our goal is for them to hit our goal is for them to be successful right and the, their, right. their our are goals for them to be healthy right not yeah. be tearing their arms and all these other things now again nothing is a sure thing and as a doctor one of the big things that uh, on that sh- uh, show that again more from gray's Isaiah Washington is his real name, but what he says is in the beginning of the show, um, one of the interns um, goes to the family and makes them a guarantee, they're going into mm-hmm. a uh, heart surgery, um, the guy is putting in a pacemaker, and he goes to the family and he goes, he's gonna be 100% fine, he'll be here in a minute, you know, he'll be back out ready to rock within two weeks, you know, you'll be you could be eating steak and dah, 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 all the stuff right, again, young doctor makes a guarantee, they go into surgery, Guy dies. Yep. They get out of surgery. He tells them like, "Hey, this is. It doesn't happen all, often, but replacing a patient with this guy, there's complications. The guy died." And he's yep. like, "I just promised that family that nothing's going to be wrong." And he's like, "You did what? You made a promise yeah. and you guaranteed." He's like, "The only person that can make a promise like that is God." And unless you're God, then why would you make that promise? And and right. that again, that's the same way too. How. Um, I I connect with that. How I view that with hitters is I'm not making you any guarantees. I know that that's a great sales pitch. I know that that might sell you or that might get me more clientele or whatever that is in the very beginning. But um, Tewksbury and I were actually just um, writing back and forth about this when we're talking about the farm board is that a relationship with um your your customers or your clients or your um your athletes right is not just before the sale it's not just getting them to your school but it's also how you treat them after they're at your school and all the things that come with that and that relationship and that's the same thing here is like i'm not gonna give you and maybe tell you what you want to hear up front just so i can capture you because in reality it's about the totality of this relationship and it's not about just right. getting you in the door. That's a salesman. That's a car salesman, right? Like a, well, a dirty car salesman, not, you know, and, and that's not well, what I
0: it I also think that is a testament to what we're actually trying to get out of the hitter. And it goes back to what you're saying about the symptom, the EVs. Look, if that's all I'm selling to you is I guarantee I can get your EV higher. I can sell that to you. Yeah. But are you going to be a good hitter? You're going to be able to hit when, the, when it counts. Like, that's something that I'm going to say, look, like, I'm very confident I can get you to move better, but you still have to move better. And yes, I think your EVs will go up. I think your time to contact will go down. I think you'll move more efficiently. But at the end of the day, anybody that can guarantee you anything in this life, I would automatically be skeptical. And that's not because I'm a skeptical person. Joey will tell you, I'm a freaking. Dreamer visionary, like trust me, I always wish for the best. But if anybody ever says, hey, this is a guarantee, I'd probably start running the other way because it's life, and especially in the business of problem solving. I think it goes back to what you're saying about um I call them specialists really instead of experts, but th- the problem solving aspect, everybody is that's great at that is a problem solver, and then mm-hmm. we go on to different fields. That's why whenever you talk to people that are at the same level of expertise or specialist, a lot of them think the same. A lot of them approach stuff the same. It's just the avenue that they're training players, that they're helping people. And that's all that we're doing. We're problem solvers and we're helping people solve problems. And yeah. just like anybody else, in, it's like when you're doing a puzzle, there's a million ways and a million pieces. And I want to guarantee you, but at the end of the day, we still got to get you to move better. So let's work at it together, you know? And I think, I think that's where it gets hairy with the experts is because, sure, there probably are experts that can get you to snap and, and get at EVs and increase your exit velocity. Great. Go see them and increase your exit velocity. We're going to be have developing hitters that can move in the game. And as much as I want to guarantee that, I don't know. I don't know if you really can guarantee that.
1: Well, I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing, too. I also don't want to go too far the other way because I've had this experience as well. Um, people need to remember this as well. For example, I, I, I give this example when uh, Eugene and I actually and a couple of guys from the facility. When I first went out there, we went and paid for this fishing trip that we were going on, right? Yeah. It was pretty expensive. It was a pretty expensive <laughs> trip, right? And so we get there. And and uh, we get with the captain of the ship. And again, the, the reason that you're purchasing the captain, right? You could just purchase the boat, right? Right. But again, you're you're uh, paying for a service for the captain right. to be on the boat to not only navigate for you, right? But also have a plan of where the hot spots are, where the cold water is, like all these things, right? To have knowledge right. on why you're going where you're going that's why you're paying him the price that you're paying him or i just rent the boat for sure right yep and so when we get there the guy's like hey just want to make this clear there's no guarantees there's no guarantees we'll see what happens right and then he's like you know if we come back with no fish or we come back and i'm like hold on a second hold on a second hold on.' right you know again and we didn't say this right then but again where i was coming from that of being like no guarantees like mm-hmm. I don't want to go far the opposite way. Why did I? If there's no, you know, it's no guarantees. I'll take the boat out myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I'm paying you for is your expertise, right? right? So if you don't have a plan and a reason why we're going about what we're doing, again, why am I paying you as a specialty doctor if there's no specialty, right? Right. And so that's the same thing to a being like I'm paying for your expertise, and so right. uh, there is a way of providing security right yep. around the process rather than denying all ownership for sure right and i think some people like to go that's why i don't like the guessing thing and like we talked about earlier is being like hmm. again that's like a doctor coming and saying like well you know again i have this experience and And again denying ownership like again like if you die and i didn't think of something or whatever like that i still have to own that right, right. that if yep. there there might and again what i would my perspective, and I would, again, I've met doctors. And again, we've had some of these conversations of ones that I've admired is that when it comes into different things, biomechanists, right. When it comes to PTs, when it comes to some of these people that, again, that are doctorates in their field, right. That have doctorates in their field that when they had the mindset as there might've been another PT out there that could have helped you And maybe they know something that I don't know because I know this all the time. Look, I I think about this. There's clients, right, that I've had two years ago that if I had now, I could better assist and I should be able to. That means that I'm growing and learning as a hitting coach. Right? right? And as doctors, it's the same thing, right? They learn new techniques. They learn new medicines. They learn <coughs> you know, new things come onto the market. There's different ways that you can get people to, you know, again, there's more data, there's more machines, there's more tech, there's more, et cetera, to help them better assist people. They're, again, for example, there is people dying of things 50 years ago that we can solve easily with a shot today. No problem. Yeah, washing, washing your hands. Yeah. When they washing started your washing hands, their hands basic in the early 1900s. That,
0: deaths went down like 75%. Yes. From washing your hands.
1: Basic, basic things that we're learning day to day. And again, what we learn and how we deal with a lot of these things. And so that for me is, again, as a hitting coach, is that my mindset is always on. Again, I want to keep building up my skills and take ownership and who I'm able to help or I'm not able to help. Or even if I helped them in one way, but I could have helped them a lot more today. I'm always trying to evolve. I'm always trying to become a better, more equipped Doctor, you know right, exactly, and yep. and so that's when I go into things of being like. Um, and this is one of his other quotes that I want to pull in because I I I'll show how it connects here in a second. But he says, "It is in the nature of medicine that you are going to screw up. You're going to kill someone, and if you can't handle that reality, pick another profession or finish medical school and teach." Right. Yep. And that's where, as a doctor on my side, like I'm going to screw hitters up. For I'm sure. going to do it. I'm already doing, yep. I'm currently doing it right now. Oh my God. Did I say it? Oh my God. No, I know. Not because I know that I'm again, right. let's go to this level. Not that I know if I knew how to, why I was screwing up, I wouldn't be doing it. Right. For
0: sure.
1: right. But the test of time, <laughs> every time I look back, I realize not necessarily that again I'm like making it fatal and I'm going to screw them up completely as a hitter, right? Obviously, there's going to be less and less deaths the better of a you know doctor For you sure. become, right? Yep. Some of us yep. just screw up less, but to think that you're not screwing up anybody is a blind, blind spot. Yeah. Is a blind. Sure. I mean, it is a major blind spot to think yep. that you're helping every single person and you couldn't be doing anything better. Yep than you're currently doing right now is a yeah. major blind spot in, in your, in yeah. your coaching and self-analysis. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say is that I don't, I really don't like using the word guarantee, but there are people based off of the results that they get. It's a damn near guarantee that if you go with them, you'll, whatever it is, but my grandpa, for example, my grandpa's a professional hunter. He's been hunting for 30 years. And I asked him a couple weeks ago, cause he does guiding now. He guides, hunts. And some of these doctors and dentists pay him crazy amount of money to go kill these trophy animals. Right. And I asked him that, I said, I mean, do you guarantee a kill or like, how do what do you guarantee them? And he said, I don't really guarantee a kill, but we've quantified and I show that I close 99.999% of the people that go with me kill because I can get you within 50 yards of what animal we're killing. And if you miss it, we'll stock them again and I'll get you 25 yards. Like yeah. it's all about quantifying and put them in the position. And look, if you, if you can't make a bunt, if you can't put the bat out there and bunt it, well, I probably can't help you. And that's kind of what he was saying is, look, if yeah. I go and practice shooting and I, you can't make a 10 yard shot, then, you know, I probably can't help you.
1: Well, <laughs> so you literally, you know, I, I, as we like to say, stealing from our guy sheets, you walked into the spider web of what I wrote down in my notes that I wanted to talk about is that what, what you are supplying them and the guarantees are probabilities. Yeah. Right. So, so this is the difference. If you go hunt with the other guy, he closes 10% and I close 90%. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not guaranteeing you a hundred percent because I, my numbers don't say a hundred percent.
0: Well, and I'm not shooting him. Yes, if I was shooting him, I'd probably say
1: even Dan higher, hundred percent, right? For sure, exactly. And that's right. a great point. And that's the other thing as well is like as a doctor, right? What you're doing is you're combining all of these resources, you're combining right. all of this tech, all of this data, all of these, all of your experience, and other doctors and other resources that you have in your niche to figure out what's going on. But again you're only going on probabilities of what it could be. Now, don't get me wrong. This is the thing. This is why I don't like it being said as guesses because even House calls those out out to be like, are you guessing or do you have a theory? And those are different. Again, how I like to look at it. You have a theory saying, okay, based on this evidence, my theory would be, that there's a probability that the, you know again a 50% chance that it's this causing this issue now here's the ways that we could test that this is science here's the here's the ways that we could test that right and then this is the way that we can go about that method to make sure if it is this and if it's not let's move on to something else and figure out what the actual cause is and then also too once we diagnose what it is then we have to also make theories on how we can get it to stop right we're right. we're doing it you know, you have, just like a doctor, I could prescribe medicine. And there's a probability that this medicine works for more people than other people. Again, on average, here's the study. This works for 80% right. of people, not a hundred, no medicine company would say that this works for every single person. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is, again, you really just want to say, and, and again, there's, and again, you can say the words like most, if the data right. reflects most, you know, yep. but like, That's the thing is realistically is that we got to be careful because everybody likes in society, everybody likes to have these, uh, guarantees, right. Right. But in reality, yeah. if somebody, (laughs) like you said, someone that actually has experience or knowledge in the field, if somebody is just giving me, um, they start making these crazy claims or these, uh, I I like to call it extremist claims, right. That instantly turns me off, not turns me on. Now that might capture, that might capture again, more novice, you know, people that are especially in negotiations or those things. But again, like when it comes to like real, like that's not, you know, and I think that
0: and I, and I always go here and I really don't want to open this rabbit hole because I'm pretty fired up about it the last couple of days, but we're pretty exposed how many novice or uh, people don't necessarily continually educate themselves and simply because of the amount of information that's placed in front of us every single day and I really don't see an end in sight as to like some type of regulation and I don't know what they would do to regulate some information that's being circulated but I think what it's doing is showing how many people just take research and data as truth and that's what I wanted to say there is that just because people spit numbers at you and say 90% of the time this happens, like, first of all, what do they study? How are they conducting the study? Like there's a le- levels to what Joe and I are talking about and people are getting better at presenting information to sell people or get them in the door. And well, well, it's, it's even more prevalent today. Like we don't, we don't have to stick on along with the politics stuff. It's like, there's so much information that's circulating around. And in baseball, you open Twitter, there's a million different people saying a million different things at you, and they claim to be backed by data. But it's like, how in the hell am I supposed to decipher this? And so many people just accept it as truth. I just don't really understand mm-hmm. the logic here.
1: Well, that's, that's why, again, I even claim this to my students. And again, I think people try to go the opposite way. Is it's kind of like off-putting at first, because I, I go to them like, don't take what I say as gospel. Because right. it's not, there was one perfect person to ever come to this earth. Right. Right. For sure. And it ain't me. We might have the same initials, but it ain't me. Baby. <laughs> All right. And so, and so that's why I like to tell with them is like, don't take what I say as gospel. I'm going right. to come with, to you with the best that I know how in the moment, the best that I know what to give you. But if I come tomorrow and say, Hey, I had this epiphany, let's try this. We need to understand that this is a partnership, right? It is a partnership. We're trying to figure out a problem, right? Where an answer, a direct path, a linear, right? We talked about this in other episodes, a linear path, right? Does not exist. It doesn't exist. It's not reality, right? Right. We're going to have the ups and downs, right? We're just trying to trend up, right? And we're trying to get there again, efficiently, more efficiently every single day. I'm trying to become much more efficient as a coach every single day. But also too, again, obviously if it was all on me then a hundred percent of my again if i'm pulling the trigger and i'm going to hunting now it's all on me but that's not the case just like in your your scenario with hunting okay i might take you to the spot but you're pulling the trigger right right so if my athlete is the one pulling the trigger right and he's the one actually yeah do Mm -hmm. i have a big piece of how successful we're going to be yes but so does the person that's pulling the trigger right right so so that's has the more same thing with the, the partnership the with, between me and an athlete, you know? Right.
0: Right. I mean, they technically they have more like I can I can equip you and I could take you everywhere right to the end goal and the finish line and you might collapse and shit hits the fan. And now what now that reflects me as a coach and you as a player.
1: Well, that's, where that, that's you that's know, why, that's why I think again, either way you could twist it of like who has more responsibility because also too, what if I, you you're hunting Buffalo or what you're hunting, you're hunting, um, whales and I take you to the desert, you're not going to be successful. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I don't care how For good sure. you are at hunting whales. If we're in the desert, you're screwed. Right. right. And like, that's that, that's where I I think that again, it becomes realistically you could take it either way or or they could say the opposite way right to okay i take you to the best whale spot right the number one way there's whales flying everywhere i got them all just you know they're they're about to take the boat down i mean we got what's the what's the the book with uh uh, the titanic no 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 with the whale of moby dick oh moby dick right right? like we got moby dicks just flying everywhere (laughs) just just all right but yeah if uh, you have no experience and again you like again you could and you just like sink the boat instead right like right you go to shoot sure. the whale and you just point it straight down and shoot through the bottom of the boat and we sink and they eat us or something right right for sure like for sure now okay who's fault in majority was that and it's also my fault as a guy from taking you out there that you have no experience well that's uh, right i was gonna say
0: that still opens uh, the interpretation still there because somebody might say is this coach you didn't think that he would take you on the boat and he would shoot the boat like
1: how well did you know
0: the guy you're training
1: and and that's where (laughs) i that's where i go to that's where i go to with it's a partnership right and partnerships aren't Even we like to do this in business, Bo. like we know this. Okay. You're a 50% partner. You're a 20% partner. You're a 50, you know, like you're, you're all these percentages, but in reality, different people deliver at different times. Right. Right. And Uh, just because again, that 20% could be crucial. We always talk about that. And again, even like the last 5% is usually where money is being made when it comes to like projects or any of these things is that how important that last 5% is. And um, you can do 95% of it. It could be pretty, it could be the, but again, if you don't do that 5%, you can make zero dollars, you know? For sure. So so I think that that's one of the big things that we talk about is how important, um, you know, again, it's a partnership. We need everybody right. to be delivering. We need, again, that's where it comes back to coaching, right? When coach, yep. coaches are telling them, like, I need you to be, a, again, we need the guy that's um, charting. Yeah. We need that guy. We also right. need the guy. We also need our first base and third base coaches. We also need our manager. We also need the guy to lay down the bunt when it's needed. We also need the guy to slap the ball in the four hole. We need that run on third base. We also need the guy to hit the jack. Right. We, it's a yes. partnership. This team is a partnership right and we need all of you it isn't you know again and don't make me wrong some pieces are easier to replace than others right so again you also need to know where you fit in that partnership like if you're the guy that just fills up the water and that's your only role okay you're easier to replace than other people but you still have a role on this team and that is your role
0: right right so since we're we're on the path of talking about probabilities and i 100 percent agree with you i mean that's why some coaches with, win with minimal talent and some coaches win, lose with all the talent because yeah. they're playing guys out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy might only offer 5%, but his 100%, when that 5% is needed, it right. wins the game. Right. right. And the, my question was going to be to you, and, and this is a hot topic, it's a little bit off, off subject here, but I still think it is relevant. Um, Kevin Cash pulls Blake Snell. Yeah. Because what, what, what does the probability say? His third time through the order against that those guys that are coming up, not a good matchup for Snell, right? Yeah. They've done it all year. They followed the numbers. They followed the probabilities. Yeah. They're saying 95% of the time during the season, this this happens. What happens? A guy comes in, Mookie hits a double, sack yeah. fly, homer. Now you're down three to two. They lose the World Series. Yeah. And so my question is, mm-hmm. at what point do we go with our gut or do mm-hmm. we follow the numbers? Especially yeah. in baseball I, because I, baseball I, is different. It's, all, it's a numbers game now.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say, though, too, it's great to lean on numbers when you have all the factors calculated in. I don't I don't think and they never will. So so my, my point with that is, again, is that it's not that we shouldn't. There's an argument that's made from both sides. Oh, my God. Why would they make that decision? Because he's doing all these things. No, 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 there is legitimacy. There's nothing wrong with the objective data that they got based off of. The problem is, is there's other factors that we didn't calculate in. Of Okay, first off, you have certain guys that like Mookie, when he gets at the plate and the game's on the line, he, again, as an athlete at that level, he might like when the lights are on, which I would assume he probably does, right? Again, he gets bigger when the moment gets bigger. Right. Where again, to the other people, they get smaller when the moment gets big. Right. Right. Um, I know some athletes that can't even perform unless it's a big, you know, again, to get them emotionally where they need to be to be able to perform. They can only play really good in big tournaments. I was that way a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I, what I mean by that is again, the same thing too, of uh, there's a lot of other things to take in, in those scenarios. Okay, great. Maybe Snell's the guy to pull out. Okay. But what are the numbers on who to put in? Right. right. Because we pull Snell, right. but then do we put in a worse pitcher that doesn't match up as good a, against Mookie, right? Or right. again, all, all those other things that go into it. And again, I also will take another step to say that I'm sure the Rays also had that other, who they were going right. to bring in, why they were yep. going to bring him in. And also too, again, we're playing a probability game. There's right. still again, 99%, you're striking Mookie out or you're getting weak contact. That 1%, he smokes a ball, right. you know? So right. sometimes we go by probability and we're yep. wrong, right? And that, sure. and that happens, right? And that's right. and that's where, again, the opposite way, I'm going to tell you more often than not, they don't go by numbers like how baseball was being ran and right. how all of those scenarios, again, you're also going off, of, your gut is still going right. off of probabilities, you know? For sure. In my experience- oh, absolutely majority of the time dropping a bunt right here has scored me a run with the team that I have put together. Okay. You're still going off of probabilities of your experience. You're just now doing it with a computer rather than your memory. It's the same thing though, again, and, and, and your brain just has the ability to add in more components and, and, and take in more. But again, that's all about the person that's building the algorithm. If the coach is building the algorithm, rather than some nerd that's completely off the, the field and has no experience is making an algorithm and just pulling numbers from random places and not calculating all these other factors in, right? Okay, that's a whole nother thing. So right. agreed. I, I do think that that was a great point to bring up because that's a that's an important factor. Is that it's great to have algorithms that include. A bunch of fa- and that's the thing. It will never include everything, but you can start to build an algorithm that has all of these other variables that you start right. to include. That is relatively within probability. You've had a success rate. Obviously, they got all the way to the World Series by using yeah. this method. There's obviously some success. They wouldn't be using it. Let's go the old school route, right. like we say with coaches. They wouldn't be using this algorithm if it hadn't been successful, right? If they For went sure. to the, if they went by the algorithm every time and they were unsuccessful 80% of the time, I guarantee you, they would say this algorithm sucks. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) You know, so, so you gotta go the opposite way. And then there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing. For sure.
0: Right. And I, I, yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up is because I don't think it's fair. And I'm not saying everybody has entitled to their own opinion, but Kevin cash, in my opinion, wasn't a bad decision. We could talk about the shift, the third baseman's 15 feet off the line. If he's five feet over, it's a double play to end the inning. So like, yeah. there's so many extra factors that are in play here, but I think it's a good example to, it's relevant what we're talking about. And I mean, at the end of the day, Kevin Cash might just be answering to the guy up the tunnel. Hey, go pull him. You know, like we're at mercy here a little bit now today, but um, I just thought that would be funny to talk about. I mean, I, I probably would have left him in personally but yeah. at the end of the I, day the, the 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 way the numbers are going like like I said the guy had a 0.5 ERA all year
1: yeah. and
0: they're 10 feet away from end of going to game 7.
1: Well so, sometimes yeah. again when you look back I I think of um what's his name on the Giants a couple of years ago um Bumgardner right oh Bumgardner Sometimes yeah. you bring Bumgardner on three days or two days rest or whatever, not because you know he's going to be 100%, but because of the, what it does to the mind. And that's what I'm talking right. about with like psychological things. Some guys couldn't hit off him, not because of his stuff, but because of the, his presence. Right. You know? and
0: that's, what I, that's what I liked about Dinkle. When I put made the comment in the post, Dinkle yeah. commented and said, you can tell momentum shifted just the way the dugout acted when they pulled him out when of the they game.
1: they pulled him. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the know. thing too is again, but that's what I would say is that you can't put everything into an algorithm, but at the same time, again, you don't wanna remove that, but you can objectively add certain things. For example, you could probably go back and look deeper into the data and figure out when he struck out six in a row. And then you're just looking at it at surface level, right? If you're looking like, okay, the third time through the lineup, okay, great. But how about the times that he was successful his third time through the lineup? What was the scenario? Oh, he right. had struck out six in a row, and then right. went into his third time through the lineup, and then he was successful because again then right. you can start to um, quantify momentum. Right, because you can quantify right. momentum. It For is. Sure. It is. That's why they have the win probability. You're right. basically counting, calculating momentum, right? And they're they're building an algorithm into momentum and what that looks like. And so right. there is ways to quantify, right? Uh, right. Certain things. Now, don't get me wrong. Holistically. No. Is there some ways to quantify it? Yes. Is it something that, again, I can lean on? Like, again, if I look at a CAT scan or if I look like, again, can it, can it show me everything that there is going on for sure inside the brain or inside the, you know, the ligament or whatever I'm looking at, right? No. Is it going to spit out and just tell me this is what you should do? No, not unless I, you know, try to write an algorithm that tries to do that, but for sure, it still gives me some useful information saying like, again, it is something to keep in mind as a, as a manager, usually sure. the third time. Yep. Well, he starts, right. up, you know, starts giving up some stuff,
0: you know? And I think it's the main reason I wanted to bring that up. just like we were talking about earlier, the scientific method. You have a hypothesis, you test, you retest, you test, you retest. Now I have a theory mm-hmm. and that's why these problem at these um, probabilities are so powerful in baseball. And I think what we need to start doing and, and which hopefully a lot of people do do in their private businesses or hitting instructions or whatever you do is that just like you were saying earlier, the, the experts, like how often do you actually test and retest your theory? Because every single day, Joe and I have a conversation literally daily, like, what do we need to retest? What do we need to do? And now you have legitimate probabilities you're presenting to people, not a theory that I had five years ago that I'm still living on. And I get some results like, it's all one thing we can't claim to be scientific and not test and retest test and retest and continually evolve which i think that's happening more on a larger scale and it it also could just be cuz the platform's so big now that we have that like it's just watered down with people that necessarily aren't doing things the right way mm-hmm. which i think that's very high probability that that's the case but it's also A large people that are watering it down, that aren't necessarily practicing ethically and scientifically the way that I think we should.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's and that's exactly again, this happens at anything at scale, right? Like smaller, it's easy to have quality control when there's a smaller focus group. It's a lot harder to have quality control as you grow and expand. I mean, this is you know again, obviously throughout uh governments throughout uh you know again uh franchises like mcdonald's i mean they again all the things that they have to do to try to. and again it's not no one's perfect again there's no 100 percent guarantees anywhere right right um so the the thing is that is you try to mitigate risk as much as right. possible with the highest probabilities of being accurate right and at scale as certain percentages you know and again at certain risk factors things start to make sense right right so there's no hundred. Everybody again. The human, the human issue is that yeah. we want a hundred percent. You know, we want hundred percent on everything. We want hundred percent guarantees, right? Right. Um, and that well, we need to yeah share things.
0: We always yeah. used to talk about that in graduate classes for human services degree. Is that at the end of the day in these experiments, the one common thing in each one is humans and with humans comes human error. So it doesn't matter, there will always be a slight shadow of a doubt or you can't always guarantee because we're human beings, we aren't perfect. And just like McDonald's, how many McDonald's are there around the world? I'm still gonna choose to go to this one over that one, even though it's the same system because the people this one just to give me a better experience than the ones over here. So, and I think that's so powerful to say is that we're still human beings, so. Yeah. If you consider yourself perfect and you can guarantee it, I don't know if I'm going to come to your store.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going I'm to end with uh, this quote from uh, House. <laughs> he says, when, when we don't find the logical answer, we settle for the stupid one. <laughs> Ritual is what happens when we run out of rationale. I like that. Well, and that's the thing, right? Again, when we don't know the real reason, we just settle for what we know or, you know, we settle for the easy answer or like, you know, the surface aesthetically pleasing response because it just makes us feel good. But if we really want to progress and we really want to do those things, it's like we got to stop accepting low-level answers. For sure and stop accepting guarantees because that's how that changes yep no like when someone gives me a guarantee i'm like okay explain to me why you can guarantee this right explain like don't just you if you thought you were just going to guarantee me something and just keep walking like or you know and i was just going to go with it like you don't think there's going to be like what what makes you so certain give me the stuff you know but again these are the layers of questions where a lot of people would just be like listen you're going to be fine like okay why do you, you know what? Well, there's an 80%. Chance. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. Right. You know, let me know my real probability so we can, again, try to make it more certain. How do we take 80 to 85? How do we take 80 to 80, 85 to 87? Right. How do we right. take 87 to 87.5? Right. And we're, we're trying to get a higher and higher probability. Right. Just like throughout time, you know, certain surgeries were, okay, if you do the surgery, 50% chance you survive. Right. Then it right. became 70 then it became because of technology and advances 75 80 82 right you know and then all of a sudden too like oh man now one every every you know billion people die from this. right Right. okay now we have you know again the risk factors for giving birth today are much lower than they were you
0: know right two centuries ago and those gaps are just going to continue
1: to Correct. shrink and shrink and shrink, the more advanced we get. And, so, and sometimes, again, those, those factors are obviously much more mitigated with the advancements of technology, right? right? And that's what we just saw within baseball is, again, we're starting to close those gaps. Again, is there still a large gap that's there that we still need to close on, a probabilities sure. that we can get somebody better? 1,000%. But also, too, we also developed a bunch of different ways to mitigate that gap in between. Um, and ways and useful tools to evaluate. Right, right.
0: And it'll never be perfect in baseball because you still got to throw it and you still got to hit it. Yep. So, yeah, you know, there's always going to be the naysayers. So there'll be that one time that happens to be in the World Series yeah. where it doesn't go your way. And now
1: nobody likes the data and analytics. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, well, from us and our partners over at the old Tech the active tech (laughs) until next time farm system out.